Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wedding Videography School podcast. I'm Michael Adam Bradley uh, on the road. That's right. I think we're both kind of on the road today, aren't we? Well, I was on the road for about four and a half hours, and now I'm uh, I'm still in my truck, though. I'm still parked. Um, That's right. My yeah, I got to the hotel and the room wasn't ready, and uh, you know how that goes. So I just came down to sit in the truck, and then right before we got on, I got a text saying the room was ready. But I figured, let me just stay in the truck and do this. <laughs> yeah. So you're out there shooting a wedding, right? Yeah, I'm in Steamboat, Colorado. By the time people hear this, I will be uh, either just getting home or almost home. Um, yeah, I got a wedding that's uh, on top of uh, the mountain in Steamboat. So uh, it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always like, I was surprised when I heard that you had a wedding in January because it's like winter weddings. I mean, they're kind of cool and pretty and all, but they're just, they're hard to shoot. Do you, they, do you I have, agree. Do you like winter weddings? No. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, I don't it's like, like winter weddings and they are hard to shoot. And the reason why I think they're hard to shoot is because, um, they're just, I think they're just more uncomfortable to shoot. Like I'm not a huge fan of the cold. I don't mind being like living in Colorado and stuff where it is cold half the year, but, um, I don't love shooting in it because you're just dealing with everything just seems harder when it's really cold. And here it's right. like, you know, like right now it's like 22 degrees during the day. And then in the evening it drops down to like five. Um, yeah. On my way here, it was like negative two when I was driving. Um, so, I, yeah, it's it just seems to make everything about the job that you don't like. It makes those things just a little bit worse. Well, and I'm always surprised because when I get couples that say like, oh, we're shooting in the off or we're getting married in the off season, you know, in January, February, or March, do we get and they ask for a discount or everything? And I'm always like, no, like. I should be charging you more like because <laughs> it's, it's just so much more like carrying gear through the snow. It's uncomfortable. Anyways, it makes for great videos, but I'm always just like, I think winning winter weddings are, are tough in Colorado. Yeah. And I think when the sun, it's the middle of the day, the sun's out, the snow's out and it's not actually snowing that, that yeah. I don't, really love either um because you don't get like the the glistening snowflakes and all that stuff and i i I really do think this will probably be the last time that 
I do a, a definitely a winter wedding in steamboat. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Cause this wedding, it's one of those ones where they're getting ready in all these different locations and then they're getting oh. married at a Catholic church downtown. And then the reception is on top of the hill. So you got to go, you got to look, you got to like park, which parking here is a nightmare. So you got to park in three different places throughout the day. And then you just got to scramble to like pack up, tear down, pack up, tear down a bunch of times and then get, and then at the end of the day, you cap it off with a freaking gondola ride. So, um, it's not, it's not my favorite thing to do. And I, I definitely feel like this is probably my last time doing it. I, I think we just need to start seeing if anyone that, well, if anybody's listening out there that wants to just carry gear, be a mule, learn from the best, the Michael ring, the the man, the myth, the legend. I just think people, if they want to help out, let us know because we need some help on these winter weddings, man. Yeah, if there's anybody out there who wants to learn how to be a bad boy, let me know. <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> we need some bad boy understudies. That's right. So, well, other than that, man, how are you doing? I know you got a couple edits done this week. And, uh, yeah, how's life treating you? Yeah, I'm down to 12 edits now, uh, which is still a lot. And But I'll, after this wedding, I'll be back up to 13. So I'm trying to enjoy two days of being at 12 edits left. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as soon as, as by the time people hear this, I'll be back up to 13. Um, yeah. So, but it's all good, man. I, I'm not complaining. I've had so many inquiries lately. I think I had like five yesterday. Um, and it's just, it's just so crazy. And you had sent me a text asking, um, why, like, do we need social media? Cause like, I feel like you oh, and yeah. I get so many inquiries that, it's almost like, what's the point of us being on Instagram or on yeah. TikTok or any of that kind of stuff? Right. Yeah. I, what do you think about of, that? You think it's you think it's really necessary? Well, I, I sent that text because kind of similar to you, like I had four inquiries like last seventy two hours for July 9th, like just that date alone, and. And I was realizing as I was editing, I like doing editing, um, but sometimes the social media just takes like one extra step. I don't don't know if it's just like my system, but it it really is almost like another job. And then you got to post and you got to write a cool caption. And it's like, do I do a reel now? And, And I'm just like, I don't really have time for that. And then I realized like, I don't really need to do that to like draw in clients. I don't know if it's just because we've been doing this for so long that, you know, we're kind of ingrained in the business, but and then just got me wondering, like, do, do we need social media at all for, no, not that we don't need it. I guess that's probably, I realize that, but just like to what extent is it useful versus helpful? Um, I've had a handful of couples find me through Instagram. Um, so that's been helpful, but never, like, it seems like I rarely book. Seems like I rarely book them. Um, it just, yeah, they're just like for hype, but I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I have a couple thoughts. One is I feel like as things stand now, I don't need it. Like, I'm only on Instagram right now. Um, and all I do is 
make a basic post when I do participate. Like I don't do a reel, I don't do a story or any of that stuff. Like I'll just post like a frame of video. Like I yeah. it's so and sometimes I'll post a full video, which I'm sure nobody watches on Instagram. Um so for me, like I feel like it's totally unnecessary. Why I do it, I honestly don't even know. Um, but I would say that like, what if things change? Right. And what I mean by that is most of our, I assume for you, but I know for me that most of my inquiries come straight from Google, right. They come from, um, a search engine or they come from planners that I've worked with and word of mouth and stuff like that. So it's, I've only had like a handful of people who've booked me because they saw one of my posts on Instagram like that. Yeah. That's not the majority of people who've booked me by far. I guess my, my concern is what if the world changes and people start primarily communicating via these channels and they don't go to search engines as much or something happens. And for some reason, Google or whatever decides they're not going to put you in their algorithm or feature you in their algorithm or something. You kind of are at the mercy of the algorithms. So I would say it's probably best to at least have some sort of presence or backup presence on these channels, like social media channels. But I mean, as far as like day-to-day, everyday stuff that I'm dealing with, it's probably, you know, there's the saying that like 20% of what you do uh, equals 80% of your return. Yeah. Um, And the other, the other 80% that you do is just kind of a waste. (laughs) Um, Right. And I feel like for me, posting on social media it falls into that 80% wasted time. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you with that. I do like, yeah, the SEO makes sense, you know, like having that built into it is nice. And I also think from like a branding perspective, it makes sense. Like there is that level of just like, if you're, if you're new, you might not have all your ducks in a row, but I think, I mean, that's what I do. Like when I look to see if other people are established, I do like go see if they have a Facebook page, they have an Instagram page. And I think that like, makes it feel more complete from like a branding perspective, but yeah, just kind of wrestling because I feel like right now there's like this wave of like where people do the reels, right. Where it's like, and I don't know if any of you guys know Stephen Foster, sorry for using his name, but I just think his videos, like I, first of all, I'm like, why am I watching these? Like they're so silly and ridiculous. And then it's kind of like, I'm like, but is this actually helping? Like, that's what I want to know because they're like, you know, he's like running in the driveway in his normal clothes and it's like going to a wedding. And then it's like, oh, stopping for drinks. Like there's just all this like, you know, the typical kind of real stuff. But I'm like, does that even work? Is that beneficial? Um, do I need to be doing these reels and like lip syncing and all this stuff and being creative? Like, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a not for me or but that's kind of where my train of thought went around. Like, do we really need this or at least this kind of social media? Like there's gotta be something else out there. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. And I know you're, you're talking about Stephen Foster from Foster creative who we we've actually had on the show. And um, 
Yeah, I I know a photographer who does something similar where she like does this thing where she it's kind of odd. She'll do this thing where she's like uh she'll make a video where it's like her it's like a it's like the camera's on her and she's like the way I feel when a groomsman gets too handsy or something oh, and then yeah. she'll make a face or like like stuff like that and I'm like yeah, I don't know. Like, who is this for? Is this for you? Is this for the client, the prospective yeah. client? Like, who, like, and I honest, honestly, and I'm not directing this towards anyone in particular, but I do wonder if people just like the idea of seeing themselves as like a star or something, you know what I mean? Like there's almost like this narcissism component to all this, which is like some of the photographers on Instagram or whatever. It's like, I mostly just see pictures of them. Like, I don't really see the pictures they're taking. I just mostly see selfies with here's what I'm doing. And it's like all about them. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that works, if it does, then okay, cool. Um, but I do yeah. think a lot of it is just like people kind of enjoy this. Like, I like putting my, I like being a reality star of sorts on a super micro level and then yeah. getting like validation from likes or whatever. I think that's, I feel like that's just a massive part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes me think like, well, from that perspective of, does it ever hinder you? Like, is ever someone ever like, oh, man, this work is so great. And they flip on the real page and they see, like, the photographer doing all that stuff. Like, oh, like, this person's not that cool. Or, like, that's the life they live. Like, yeah. they be this other. <laughs> like, I don't want to work with that person, but their work is so cool. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That's a great, that's a great kind of, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, like my approach has always been, I don't think my clients really want to get to know me. I'm a vendor. Like I am there to perform a service. Like when you have a, when you have the plumber coming over to your house to fix your, a drain or something, like you're probably not like, Oh man, I really hope I can jive with this person. You know what I mean? Like, I really hope this person is like, I can be, I can see myself being friends with this person. Like, that to me is just yeah. like kind of a ridiculous thought. So I don't know why we approach wedding photography or wedding videography differently. I I understand the part where we're at a wedding and that is like um, definitely a more intimate occasion for people. But still, they're like hiring you to do a job. I'm not sure they're hiring you to like audition you to be their best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And I knew I knew a photographer. I knew a photographer like that. Um and I traveled with this person to do a wedding in God, where was it? I want to say it was like Minnesota or something. It was a long time ago. I barely even remember where it was. Um and his whole thing was that he wanted to be friends with his clients. And he would like by the time I got to the wedding, he was acting as if he had known these people for years. Hmm. And then after doing a little digging, I find out that, uh, Oh no, I just did an engagement session with him, but he was treating it like 
they were best friends and he knew everything. He knew everybody in the family and like to his credit, I mean, I guess it works on some people, but God, it seems like, so that's a lot of, that's a lot of energy to put into like, into something that I don't really think has as much value as maybe he thought it had to the client. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause yeah, it seems like if, if people want to hire their friends, they have friends, they have family members that they could hire <laughs> or like, you know, or no, like, I think the reason why they don't hire their friend is because they want like a level of professionalism or a business aspect of somebody who's been doing it for a long time. So yeah, I don't know. I tend to always like, I'm always trying to think about the branding that I want and like the clients I want to go after. And so for me, I don't know if social media, like, necessarily like goes after my target mark like i don't think i'm going to get a lot of clients through it but i think it's good to have from the branding aspect but you know i don't know for me i've just found a really good niche of like working with uh good wedding planners working through referrals and you know kind of building a base out of that way and um so that's kind of been my approach yeah yeah i think i maybe down the road and some people would argue right now is the probably the time to be building up your social media channels and stuff. And I can't, I guess I can't really argue with that. Um, maybe down the road, you know, technology changes. And like, I remember when people were using online instant messenger and, you know, we were all using a dial up connection and Google didn't exist. And, you know, text met the idea of sending a text message that costs 10 cents, you know, per message was like crazy. Um, and I actually didn't think text messaging was ever going to take off, um, until I started using it and then started realizing like, Oh, actually this, this is actually useful for some situations. And now it's like, it's almost like I'm like, Oh, is texting just going to eliminate email at some point or, or like personal, like websites, like part of me is like, are, is social media just going to replace websites? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's, I don't know that we could really answer the question of whether it's necessary or not. I think that's just something that people have got to figure out on their own. I think for me, it's not totally necessary. Um, I also think part of it is because there's a massive demand, right? There's just a massive demand for wedding videographers. Um, yeah. and I feel like there's probably never going to be enough wedding videographers to go around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the double-edged sword, right? But I think you're wise. I think figuring out what works best for you and going with that approach is probably, probably good advice. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, uh, I know you got to go and I got to hit the uh, hotel bar. Um, but what do, you got, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got coming up, uh, this week? Uh, a lot of editing, man editing like crazy trying to wrap up some really good good edits and uh yeah i'm on pretty much booking mode until my next wedding's not till the middle of march so honestly man this is going to sound really weird and i hate saying this out loud but i'm turning 40 this year and so my week wow. work working with my wife i'm planning a birthday party for myself in march so yeah, so be expecting uh, an invite, Michael Ring. I expect you to bring your party pants to my 40th birthday party. 
That's crazy. I would love to come to that because I feel like everybody I know in this industry is a little bit younger than me. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to finally meet someone who's uh, <laughs> who's older than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. I think. I hope you have a good wedding, bro. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. And uh, everybody listening, thank you uh, so much. And uh, until next time, later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason. Uh, they are clearly the most creative most unique uh, individuals out there and their photography is so creative I can't even begin to describe how creative it is that's how creative it is if you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there so um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know, you got one frame and then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that they just got eight pictures and maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to pull those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're going to they're going to edit those down into something truly magical, probably um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event.